everybody. Welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Frank. I'm here with AJ, as always. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. We are fresh, hot off the presses of the finale of The Mandalorian. Um, big Star Wars week. Jeez. Very exciting. You can't even imagine this, you know, a couple of years ago that we would the have something The media saturation like is just at a fever pitch at this point. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but obviously we've been covering this show every week on Disney Plus, uh, and, um, uh, I mean, there's really, I don't think a way we can talk about this episode without talking into spoilers. Yeah, I so, mean, we, I mean, I like this show. I mean, for what it is, like, ZB has some good points in that it is kind of like a show about nothing except for this dude and his baby, but, like, it, it's also about so much more, and, like, yeah. I, I, I find that, like... I'm into the episodic content, not as much as I am to the plot-driven stuff, which I think they'll see from the people online's discussions and course correct for in the future. Uh, but overall, I think this was a great first season of a show that I'm totally in on a character and what happens next in the course of his adventures. Do you feel the same? I completely agree. <laughs> um, I do think that some of the episodic stuff was a little bit slow. Um, it's all entertaining, but like in when you know three episodes or something like that of an eight episode season kind of feel disconnected from the overall plot it's like okay that's that's a, a big chunk <laughs> if if it was uh you know like the 22 episode seasons on on primetime television you're fine with it but uh here that there's just uh such a limited economy arc. of time yeah yeah and so, uh, you know, they, they're they're already talking about how fall twenty twenty is when season two is going to be. Um, I mean, that, that's a a while to wait, but we wait a year for shows when they come out, so it's fine. Um, but I don't know, maybe they'll have more episodes this time. Not sure. It seems like they're kind of going. I know even Obi Wan is like only six episodes, so like maybe that's just the way that they want to do it. Maybe like it's maybe the budget. Yeah, that. the budget is so high, and, you know, with the amount of, you know, stuff that they're doing, I'm sure that they're more or less they're afraid that they would, like, repeat stuff, you know? Like, it's just... I, 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 I'm okay with the short season sizes. I would be better with, like, 10 episodes, or yeah. 10 or 12, you know, and start it as a traditional, you know, show from how we did with Watchmen, when it comes out, you know, in September or October, and we finish it up you know, right around now or even, you know, early January. But we'll see what they do, you know. It could also be cool if there's so much interest from this show and we see that Disney is going to be course-correcting away from films and into uh, the streaming stuff, you know, maybe they would do longer seasons or different stuff. I also saw a couple articles floating around about potentially, like, a Mandalorian movie. Where that would air, I don't know, but, you know, it just... Mm. There's a lot of... uh, I think that there's a lot of potential for this to go forward, and before we talk about anything else, we got to say spoilers. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say is, um, you know, this was a really great show for Disney Plus to launch with. Um, I think that's partially why everything was so squeezed into the end of the year here, um, because it was slated to launch mid-November. And it's been a fun ride, and waiting week after week instead of getting one big dump actually is was great for the show because it kind of helped keep the buzz going um but i am still like okay well we have to wait 
till February for Clone Wars, and then what oh else yeah, after they that? are totally people are canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions like crazy, like right now. I can't even. Oh, imagine. I'm sure they are, and that sucks. But they're no, Disney; they have enough money. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the the plot of what happened here after last week's major cliffhanger. Um, so this episode was titled "The Redemption." Um, after the reckoning of last week. And like we've said twice now, spoilers. And go. Um, yeah, so you I have pre- Mo- the moth. Go ahead. Yeah, I really love this episode. I think, um, you know, the, the back two here in the season um, really ramped up the stakes and and they drove it home. And, like, you know, they could have done so much more this season, but this is, like, where they went with it. Um, and... I just think it it was a really good final arc uh, to to see where things were going to go. Um, yeah, because it picks up. Uh, they're stuck in the bunker um, or the cantina, whatever it is, and the mop is outside. Um, actually, it starts with a cold open, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I think there are some people that kind of don't like the stormtrooper banter, but I thought it was hilarious. Oh, no. I Listen, to me, this was fantastic new shit that they can do and like Jason Sudeikis is hilarious and this is a great <laughs> hilarious little scene and fuck who's you. the other guy uh I don't know who I don't know who the other guy is I know it's the one of the guys is Jason Sudeikis okay um hold on the guy who punches the be- Yoda is uh or Yodi is Jason Sudeikis <laughs> um what kind of troopers are they ah uh... I don't know. What kind of, what kind Speeder of bike troopers? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're like the guys from uh, Endor, aren't they? Yes. Battle of Endor. Um, yeah, great banter, and you like at one point you're kind of like, oh, did did Baby Yoda leave? And he's like, no, nope, he's still there. And how dare you punch him? Oh, Adam um, pa- Adam Pally. Adam Pally. Another comedian. Okay, great. Um, I love it. I mean, the, we've been saying great. all season long how they've really put in some fun cameos um, and, you know, instead of just, like, random people, especially here where it's, like, you don't even see their faces. It's not that distracting. Um, no, it's really and, not. Uh, and it makes for great, you know, re- realization and fleshing out of the universe. Like, what the fuck do these guys know of Baby Yoda? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I- I'm, I'm in on that whole uh, the experience. Um, and then right from that point on, we get to see our boy ig11 is back in the shit and he's here to save the day um, yeah and i was wrong we we speculated last time that it was gonna be he, he sold them out or something and he was a villain no. but that's not the case he's very much a good guy he's very much a good guy and he's you know he comes back in and he has an awesome 10 minute entrance scene you know after the cold open where you see him kind of ride a speeder bike in the coolest scene ever used with the speeder bike. He's just blowing the entire platoon of stormtroopers away as he makes his entrance toward uh, our captured, or in the world, you know, now stuck, Mando, Cara Dune, and uh, Grief Karga, who are stuck in the fucking holdup right there. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was a fabulous scene. Uh, that's like and so western like he's yeah. coming in riding on his horse to yeah awesome loved it um and you know we have because like yes he's coming to save the day but we also see them 
uh, like Mandalorian and everybody in there trying to figure their way out of it without like just like getting rescued and um, you know things get worse before they get better um, and uh, you know the whole like you have until sundown <laughs> it's yeah, like it's a okay. great speech and it, give, <laughs> and it gives us a little bit of background on any everybody you know like Tara oh, yeah. is from Alderaan uh, what isn't that crazy <laughs> like that's crazy uh you also know we learned Mando's name, Din Djarin, for the first time. Yep. Um, which was a he cool let name. it slip like months ago, but no one knew if it was real. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, of course, then Cara Dune is such like a rebel, uh, you know, sim- not sympathizer, but like it makes sense with her character. Like her yeah. planet was blown up. Yeah, they blew. Like, she's one of the victim, major victims here. Yeah, uh, so of course she's like, I'm not going to be captured. I'm, I I go down fighting, um, so that's cool. Uh, and then yeah, we 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 find out more about him, and we see like another version of this extended flashback of uh, when he was a kid and was rescued by the Mandos. a group of Mandalorians. Um, <coughs> awesome, awesome, and it sets up a a great uh, moment of him flying away in the arms of a Mandalorian, which we have a. Uh, you know, mirroring later on in the episodes, which we'll get to. Do we know if um, any of those Mandos were voiced by any Mandos you know from Clone Wars or Rebels or anything? That one I didn't catch, and I haven't had the time to look up yet. But okay, um, that's okay. But that yeah, that's a possibility. Also, like and that that tracks chronologically, right? Yeah, because this is the end of the Clone Wars. Um, you know, it's it's droids like attacking whichever planet he's on. Um, which I think they said, didn't they? I uh, think, uh, no, I don't remember the planet. Gideon said which planet he's from and then whatever. But he, so he's got the details on, on that raid and he's got the details on, uh, you know, what happened to him from there on out. Obviously then the Mandalorians take him in and he's, they, they, they explicitly say he's not Mandalorian by blood and that he was, you know, a foundling, um, which we sort of knew already. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the the fall of Mandalore is going to be in the final season of Clone Wars next next year in February. So we'll see. I think once that's out there and canonized, they can explore more of that in the Mandalorian season two of like how that affected their culture. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so then uh, we have this moment where. You know, IG-11 comes back and starts shooting everybody, and then they send in the flame trooper um, to, uh, you know, light them out, basically, to get them out of there or just kill them or whatever. And uh, we have this this baby Yoda moment where I'm like, oh, that's my daddy. (laughs) You cannot light my daddy on fire. (laughs) No. It's so great. It's such a good scene. That That whole sequence is pretty awesome. Um, the flame trooper comes in, baby Yoda stops the flames with the force, passes out like he's wont to do after he uses the force because he's too little to do the force yet, really. And then, and Mando is going to die, or we think Mando is going to die, and he leaves baby Yoda to, uh, Cara Dune. It's like, you have to get him to these other Mandos as a foundling, and they'll take care of him, take this necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very, I think it's a very touching scene, you know? It's a very touching scene, and and then like 
they they leave and IG11 is uh you know he has all these he has such great lines of great lines of dialogue throughout this whole thing and the re the reprogramming um and he's like I have to take your helmet off um and we finally see him you know Darth Vader removed his helmet yeah. um you know I'm sure there are people out there that are like, that's a guy from Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm sure uh, that they are. Uh, we knew, but uh, that that was great. And it's awesome because we we the audience gets the opportunity to see his face um, and, like, the fear in his eyes and everything. And uh, But, like, it's only the droid. He's like, I'm not a living being, so he, he he's not dishonoring his... Uh, Mandalorian heritage or, you know, creed. Exactly. And so he gets the back to spray. Fantastic. Good little nod. And they move on. Um, and so then they're making their way through the sewers and then they get to uh, they're going to the Mandalorian hideout, right? Yes. Which is super sad. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the Mandalorians were slaughtered by the Imperials. Or yeah. that's what we're led to believe. We're led to believe, and 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 um, the female Mandalorian uh, priestess, yeah, expresses that like not everyone was killed, but most of them, and some people got away. So we'll see what that means. Uh, but right. you know, th th it sets up this whole thing, and she she finally sees the child and and everything, and he gets his signet, um, you know, this new thing symbol on his. Uh, on his shoulder plate, like basically he's a clan of two, which is really awesome. And, yeah. um, that he has to, you know, he can't train the child to become a Mandalorian warrior. I, I don't think they would even make armor that would fit him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he should be returned to his home planet and family, which is like, there you go, setting up season two, boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Um, so that that's awesome. And then she she gets to stand her ground and be a total badass. Yeah, great um, scene. Great scene. Again, you, you, such great work with uh, with these actors without being able to show their faces. Um, yeah, that's so, true. So then moving ahead, they, they get to this, like, lava river thing with a a boat yes <laughs> led by the strangest uh astromech we've seen <laughs> i mean this guy got modded roided out like crazy like he's and i totally thought he was going to be some kind of like nutty looking astromech like modified i thought he was going to have like spider legs i couldn't imagine that he was going to stand up like that yeah. uh it was crazy that's definitely yeah. a dave filoni original right there that looks like that screams to me dave filoni yeah you know, and and so it's like, does anyone speak droid? Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> you've got a droid, duh. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so they're moving their way down. And then, um, oh my god, the Carl Weathers uh, make him wave his hands, <laughs> and then the baby waves <laughs> back. Oh my god, I was fucking rolling. Um, it's so good. But so right, good. but right before that, uh, you know, IG Eleven sacrifices himself to the, um, you know, to with the Sermon Planetator to kill these bad guys because he knows that they can't survive if they try to go and escape this way. 
And yeah. also very touching, you know, it's a, it's a droid, it's an IG unit, and it's Taika Waititi directing and acting and being a total badass and giving closure to this character and some depth to Mando's, you know, understanding of what it's like to, to work with a droid, you know? Yeah, like the whole series so far, he's been very anti-droid. Every single droid he interacts with is like, you know, he he doesn't want them to touch his ship. He doesn't want them to be involved on the missions and all this stuff. And like in the end, the droid saves his life and saves him and and the child from, you know, the the stormtroopers. And, like, he has a touching moment with him, and he's like, don't be sad. And he's like, I could hear it in your voice. So, like, just really, really great character growth for, for them to show. Um, and, like, he gets his Terminator moment He's like in from, like, T2. He's like, he finally, <laughs> uh, yeah. he's, like, become a good guy and sacrifices himself, um, you know, for, for the rest of the, the mission. And, like... Um, you have a good callback to the, like, I guess the first episode when he's going to do the self-destruct, but um, here it actually goes through and... Uh, it's earned. It is earned, exactly. Um, and so uh, the other thing that he, uh, the Mandalorian, gets from the armor uh, is he gets his little jetpack, which I think they called the Rising Phoenix, which is like... Yeah, that's a... <laughs> cool fucking name. Okay. For a jetpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's great that he gets the jetpack. I'm very glad that he gets the jetpack. It makes for the best sequence of the whole show, which is him flying around on Moff Gideon's TIE fighter. It's fucking yeah. fabulous. Um, yeah, I loved it. I think it was it was nice. It definitely had a lot of weight and like um, the action was just like done nicely and efficiently and. You know, it didn't. It, it was probably a whole bunch of CGI, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like no. It felt very present and uh, like a James Bond sequence. Yeah, totally. That's that's a good comparison. Um, you know, the stakes feel high. Like we we don't know what Moff Gideon's like real purpose is still because right, we have no um, idea. You know, it it passed off from. Uh, the client to him and you know there's some greater purpose that they want the child um, and uh, but you know they're able to stave off the Imperials and kind of it seems like get their presence off of uh, of Navarro which is interesting um, you know he, he basically sends the, the ship crashing down and he has a nice smooth landing and gets back and meets with his with his gang Um and, uh, you know, they, like, you've got some new impressive skills with the, the jetpack and everything. Like, you can be a part of the guild again, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no, I have a, another mission, which, like we said before, is uh, kind of already set up, like, re- returning Yodi to his family. Um, yeah, and that's super exciting. That's obviously what we all want. You know, it's cool that he's, you know, back and, like, under the good graces of the guild with, you know, Grief Karga, and it looks like Cara Dune will be around for next year. Um, yeah, I, I, it was a great little ending, and then we have to talk about, you know, what... Well, it, well, real, well real quick, before we get to the, the last moment, which I think you're alluding to, and maybe it's because I was drink, drinking a little bit, and I was like, had a long day, yeah. but like, 
seeing him fly away with the child in his arms, little Yodi, as we call him. Yeah. As a callback to the original, uh, or when he was rescued, like they've, you know, they, they, there have been comparisons all season long of of how he was like seeing himself in the kid. It yes. just got me. I'm like, and then like you, you see him fly. It got me. And then you, right after that, you see him bury his friend Quill. It's like I, I can't yeah. even like handle this right now. And so like they got me in the feels. John Favreau, Taika Waititi, they know what they're doing. Um, cry at the end of elf every time so like, yeah no whatever. this is a great this is a great ending sequence like i love his ship i love that he's like he's back and they're flying around and they're gonna go figure out what to do with yoda you think they're gonna go to dagobah in the next season i don't think so um i mean dagobah like that that could be interesting maybe maybe he's following a trail of like oh there was maybe somehow he gets information that Yoda went there, but like no one really knew he was there. That's definitely not his home planet. Um, but we'll see. It'll be. It'll definitely be interesting. I think they they set up all these characters. I think t- even some of the characters from season one that didn't come back at the end here, like the other bounty hunters and even his uh, uh, the the Omera, like they could all pop up again, which is really cool. Um, but I think. Yeah, the there's still gonna be a bit of a struggle of like him trying to bring the kid to his home and like the Empire or the remnants of the Empire on their tail. Well, it seems like Moff Gideon survived. Is like oh, he sure does, and he reveals the dark saber that he's in possession. So, what is the dark saber? The dark saber was established uh, in the Clone Wars uh, TV show in one of the great episode arcs on Mandalore um, and is like the it can fight a lightsaber we've seen it go up against a lightsaber which is really awesome Um, and it's like the ancestral weapon that is passed down from generation to generation like the leader of the Mandalorian clan will have that weapon like the the character Uh... that John Favreau voiced on that show had it and then Darth Maul fought him and killed him, and he got it. And then, so Darth Maul had it for a while, and then, like, there's, like, some gaps, and then it uh, reappears again in Rebels, and Sabine has it. And I'm, I have to look it up. I've thought for sure that she had it by the end of, um, like, the fall of the Empire. So, like, at some point, Gideon gets it from her or from the other Mandalorians, and it's like, how did he get that? And so... I'm and there's really only one. There's only one. And like, there's some great sequences of for, on Rebels of Kanan the Jedi uh, training Sabine in how to use the the dark because she's not force sensitive. She's just like a warrior. Right. And uh, it's it's a very formidable weapon, and it's interesting that he has it. Um, obviously, we only see him really cut his way out. We don't see him fight with it, but it looks really cool. So yeah, can't wait to find out more about that shit. Looks awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I I this I think the music on this show is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fun and exciting. Uh, you know, I like the use of the guitars. I think it's like it's cool. Um, and I'm down. Like I just I like it. I like the show. 
Um, um, I want to see. I want to see some more um, familiar planets. I want to see bigger arcs. Like I would like to see like a longer like, you know. I'm interested to see how he continues to evolve his suit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's 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 he gonna look like in two or three seasons? That's true. I mean, it, he looks drastically different from the beginning. Like he's got full armor. He's got the jetpack. Um, but they, there's got to be other ways he can continue to upgrade. And I think that's a pretty cool thing that they're doing with the show. Maybe he like upgrades his ship or something. Yes. Maybe there are things I would love. It would that. be so cool if they go to Batu, the planet from Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland or Disney World. Ooh, that like, would be cool. Yeah, like go and fuck around there. They can do that. Why not? Yeah. Um, other things like I was just talking about uh, the connection to, to Rebels and, and Clone Wars. Like, I think that my expectation going into this show before season one was that maybe there was going to be some deeper connections because Dave Filoni is involved and like there are seeds and stuff like that. But maybe because they wanted to establish season one as its own thing and introduce a bunch of new characters maybe season two they'll have some um other legacy characters from canon that have existed and introduce them here um i i don't want it to be flooded with that i think the show can stand enough on its own without having to you know tie back to other oh for sure um, characters but it'll be fun I, i think it's it's a and it's right that era is just like ripe for exploration yeah i agree um all right yeah, I don't know. I'm in. I, I will stick with Disney Plus for a little while. Um, I don't think I'll just be as revisiting it as much. Uh, I did watch the uh, whole Imagineering Story docu series that they have on there. Um, mm-hmm. and that was just okay. It wasn't stuff that you can't watch on YouTube in better, more detailed videos. Um, so I don't know. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. I'm excited for What If. I'm excited for, you know, Falcon and uh, Witcher Soldier. And, and hopefully there's some good shit on there, you know, come springtime. I hope so. I um, I, I mean, I got the annual, so it's like there's no sense in trying to cancel it. I can pay for the whole thing already. <laughs> um, I'm And I, I watched a lot of the Star Wars films on there because they look great. Um, um, nice. And then... Um, and Last Jedi's back it. on there now, too. Last I checked, it wasn't, but maybe it, it, it is. It's now off Netflix and on Disney Plus. Just went over Excellent. like the other day. Excellent. Um, and I've been watching Clone Wars, getting ready for that new season. Um, but like once that's done, I don't know what I'm going to be watching. And I, I do, I do feel like the people that subscribe for, you know, the monthly rate are probably hopping off the bandwagon for a little while. Um, yeah. But you know. But the the stuff that's coming in in fall twenty twenty just seems like it's just from then on out it's going to be constant. So, well, this is a good trial run. And if and you're I'm listening to this excited. episode, it currently is twenty twenty, and I want to hope that you all have a great new year, <laughs> and happy new year to you, Frank. And it was amazing. Happy new year to you too. To produce all these episodes of the podcast, and I can't wait to do another year with you know whole bunch of new movies and maybe some new tv show content and you know bring you guys you know the same great podcast <laughs> hopefully some new flavors yeah. Um, so yeah uh frank anything else you want to say for the new year my friend 
I think you pretty much covered it, man. Tight. Um, well, if you want to check us out, go you go to www.longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLH Podcast. You can subscribe on Google, Apple, Stitcher, or Spotify. Um, I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great new year. Yes, this is the way. Mm-hmm.